Welcome friends. Who is in your proximity is important. I'm excited to share my experiences so far with you and what I'm currently learning. Some of my friends will join me along with some special guests. We can accelerate our success in all areas and live a fuller life by learning from each other and getting together. This is Growth in Proximity. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Growth in Proximity. I am your host, Kevin Brown. Today we have a special guest with us. He has a simple philosophy. Everybody needs a good coach in life. He is both intense and positive, and many like his authentic nature and pure coaching skills of packaging and delivering content in ways that get people to take action and get results. He speaks around the world on his books and growth methodologies and is a personal coach to some of the top performing companies in the world. He is a dear friend and mentor to me. Welcome, Coach Michael Burt. Thank you so much, Coach, for being here today. Yeah, I love the concept of growth in proximity. I, I think it's I think it's an incredible concept. I think it's right on the money. Uh, proximity to big time people exposes you to something. Once you're exposed to something, then you want to expand. So I'm, I'm right in there with you, man. I believe in you. Awesome. I appreciate that, Coach. So first, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story. How did you become the super coach? For those of you that aren't familiar with you, I'd love for you to share a little bit of your background of your story of how you got to, to where you are now. Sure. I was raised by a single mom who had me when she was uh, 16 years old. And she was working two and three jobs. And she used to take me down to the local baseball field. And I would stay down there for hours and hours and hours. And a woman down there named Mickey Vincent. It was very unusual that a woman was coaching Little League Baseball. But Mickey Vincent was my coach. And Mickey tended to me, cared for me, fed me. And I would I would literally stay down at the baseball field for hours at a time. I'm talking like get down there at four after school and stay till 10 while my mom was working. And uh, Mickey began saying to me, son, one of these days you're going to be a great coach. She saw that in me as early as six years old. Wow. And so, so I heard early on, Kevin, my whole life, you're going to be a great coach. Son, one of these days you're going to be a great coach, right? And at 15 years old, I actually started coaching basketball. And that, that, that led me to, uh, to go on and start coaching basketball. So I started coaching basketball as early as 15, was a head coach at 18, and was the youngest head coach in Tennessee at one of the second at the second largest high school when I was 21 or 22. So that really started my coaching career, coaching athletes, right? And uh, somewhere along the way, I began writing books, and, and people began to ask me, "Will you coach us? Will you come speak to our event?" And that's what led me into coaching adults, which is what I do today. Awesome, and I love that, and I love how it started at a younger age for you, right? Someone saw something in you acknowledged it for you. And that just really, truly ignited a passion um, really for what you do now, which I think is great. And you were there for me. I know you were really the one of the first people that when I was leaving my previous corporate job to become um, a coach with your pursuit to health, you were one of the first people that I correlated to. And I started when I started investing myself in self-development, there was just a connection with you um, when I went to Vegas, I heard a couple of people speak and I'm like, yeah, you know, he kind of communicates like how I do. And this guy's saying kind of like what, what, uh, what I think everyone wants to say. Then when I heard you speak, I'm like, man, coach Bert's like my spirit animal. <laughs> you know what I mean, like just, yeah. and I love how you have a great philosophy on coaching people, like the whole person. Um, could you dive into a l- little bit what that is? Yeah. Around 18 years old, I was at a, a coaching, a coaching seminar by one of my mentors. It's very important to power of a mentor. I really want you to get this. 
because when I coach big time people today, almost all of those people have had strong mentorship. They had one person pouring into their life that they really respected and loved and appreciated. And, and it wasn't easy. They had tough conversations with them. So around 18 years old, uh, one of my mentors was uh, Don Meyer, who's a successful coach at David Lipscomb University. I'm there. I'm in there. I'm taking notes. And, and, and Don Meyer says, if you don't read another book this year, you got to pick up the seven habits of highly effective people. And I, I never read self-development at that time. Kevin, I had just I had I, I didn't know what personal development was. Right. And I and, and I got exposed to it. So I go to the bookstore and I, and I pick up this book called The Seven Habits and it changed my life. And in that book, he introduced me to a theory called the whole person theory. And he said that basically people have these four parts to their nature, four dimensions to their nature, the body, the mind, the heart and the spirit. Each of these parts produce different needs, different dimensions, different capacities, different intelligences. And if we're going to talk about potential, right, the pursuit of our potential, the pursuit of our something, then we got to talk about the whole person. Because knowledge for the mind, skill for the body, desire for the heart, confidence for the spirit. And when you are feeding all four parts of your nature, then you start to, to live a more optimal life. You start to perform at a higher frequency. Your confidence is higher. When your confidence is higher, you, you take more meetings. You make more calls. You reach out. You, you have more conviction. So I began coaching those players, those high school players, through the paradigm of the whole person theory. Now, this is important to even today. Because when I'm coaching people today, I'm coaching them through that perspective. I'm looking at what do they need? Knowledge, skill, desire, confidence. Those are four parts of their nature. And that's what I'm trying to figure out where their missing structure is. Wow. I love that. And it's and it's great. That was one of the books you actually recommended um, for me to read when I first started meeting you. And I have the book here and, and a, huge, uh, a lot of notes. Right. I opened this book up and I had a notepad next to it and I was taking notes the whole time. So um, for someone out there that hasn't read that book, definitely recommend um, that. Another great book that was recommended actually by your wife was The Five Love Languages. And mm -hmm. that was something that we got exposed to when we um, went on a retreat with you with um, living with a monster down in Seaside, Florida, which was awesome. And, and that book, and I'm not sure if I even shared this with you, but when me and my wife got that book, we actually read that book together as a couple. And this was very early on in our marriage. And I had just come home and we're working together. And that book was just a huge eye opener, not only for her, but when she was reading it to me, I actually broke down. Like I actually started emotionally breaking down because I'm like, here's this guy that's just like me. My wife is very similar to, to Natalie. And it was like, wow, like how powerful is that? And that retreat was amazing. I'd love for you to talk about your passion for these retreats, getting people together and a little bit about um, how living with the monster kind of came up. Yeah, my wife, you know, I've got a book. Uh, one, one of the 15 books that I've written is called Inside the Mind of a Monster. And it talks about the mindsets of a high D personality it talks about the mindsets of some of the most successful people I've coached. It's very difficult sometimes living with these people because how focused they are, how intense they are, how they wake up in the morning with a, almost an anger. It's not, they're not mad at other people. They're just mad at trying to reach their potential, right? Like they're in a hurry. They're trying to get somewhere. And, and if you study the disc profile, I got certified in that about a year ago. It tells me that all conflict happens because of pace and intensity. Well, my wife is the opposite of me. She's a high S, high C, very steady, very compliant. She's a, she follows the rules. I'm a rule breaker. She's a rule follower, right? So, so I get up in the morning and let's go. My wife is planned out, okay? I make quick decisions. She makes thoughtful decisions. 
So when we got married, uh, one of the biggest challenges we had is she saw my work, which I see as my mission. She saw my work as a direct competitor to our relationship. And that created friction, right? Like, like, like everything I did is like, oh, you're taken away from the family. You're doing this. And, and in her book, Living with the Monster, which is how you thrive in partnership with a driven person, she, she said she had a revelation. And the revelation is, I don't need to compete versus his, his, his vision and his intensity. I need to co- cooperate. You know, right? I need to cooperate with his vision. Now, this was important because it's like a revelation she had that, hey, his work is not taken away from our relationship. His work is adding to our life. His work is an intentionally congruent part of our life. So instead of competing versus my vision and ambition, she began cooperating with my vision and my ambition. And she would tell you that was a key part of our life, right? So, so the retreats we do, specifically the couples retreats, we're not counselors. We're not certified counselors. I'm a coach. She's gone through a lot of things in her life. She's been very successful at what she does. So they're more of alignment retreats, right? Where we talk about how to be successful. Like I see what you and your wife do together. It's very inspiring. You know, you're out there pushing things together. You're doing events together. You're doing like, it's very inspiring because if you go out and fight the battle every day and you come home and all of your confidence is eroded by your spouse, whether it be the male or the female, uh, the husband or the wife, then, then, then it's going to create a problem. And I see that every day in my coaching business. The husband wants to go, but the wife don't want to go. The wife wants to go, but the husband don't want to go. One's growing and one's not growing. And that's a problem. It's only a matter of time before that's a bigger problem because, because you don't believe the same things. And, and what happens many times is one person is awakened to something, like, like, like they, they, they've been exposed to something and the other person is stuck. They're clo- one, one is open-minded and one is closed-minded, okay? And, and I think that becomes a problem for the marriage. Yeah. And that was one of the things, probably the one liner from that retreat that really helped us is when your wife told me, stop trying to understand why Christy is the way she is and accept yep. it and then combined your talents together and right. kind of move forward. And being right. able to hear that from someone that's like her, put it in a way that, man, it just, it just, it launched us. You know, this was two or three months after we got married, we're newlyweds. Some people are like, man, you're going on a, a couple's retreat. You know, you're only two months in, how bad did, did things get? And it's like, no, we we don't know what we don't know. Like we want to go to this because we want to prevent <laughs> any uh, misunderstanding. And that was what a, uh, another great takeaway was about doing something together. Don't just, hey, Kevin, don't learn and go on a path on your own. And Chrissy, don't go on a path of your own, but also have your own individual talents and things that you're going in, but also do something that you can share together to grow together that you could talk about. And I, and I really enjoyed and loved that. Now you talked a little bit about confidence. Um, I know you've written a book uh, called Swag, which I loved, Um, a great read. And you really dove down into how to protect confidence, how to build confidence. Right now with everything going on in the world, what would be some of your tips for someone that maybe is struggling with confidence, maybe has a little anxiety? What are some things that they can think about or maybe practice right now to help them with their confidence? That's a great question. And that's one thing I've been, I've been doing webinars all this week with companies that I coach and people that I coach. And, uh, you know, one of them has been on how to protect your confidence. Right. And uh, confidence is the, there's a couple of definitions of confidence I use. It is as the memory of success. So if you've been successful in the past, you, you, you know how to be successful. Something's come along and affected that or there's a there's a departure away from the ideal scene, which is what's happened in our society right now. It's not. 
it's not the way we anticipated it. Things were booming, things were working, things were going. And then there's this, there's this departure away from that scene, but you know how to be successful, right? You know what to do. There's a good chance you got away from doing a lot of the things that you knew to do, right? You got away from making the calls you used to make. You got away from it because it was so easy in a good economy. So confidence is the memory of success. But what if you hadn't had any success? You're not going to be that confident, right? Confidence is also an internal knowing that you can create or manifest what you see in your mind. Okay. It is a knowing like I know I can do it even when other people don't think I can. For example, right now during this economy, all of my speaking engagements have been canceled or postponed for the month of April. And that's a big revenue generator for me. I mean, we do millions of dollars a year in speaking, you know, speaking fees, me speaking. Well, what happens when you can't speak? Because I diversify my confidence, just like I diversify my portfolio, meaning my confidence is not all tied up in one bucket, just speaking. Because if it was, I'd be in trouble. That's why I got speaking and coaching and online platforms and, and webinars and real estate that I own. And you see what I'm saying? I'm diversifying it. So confidence is this knowing. It's almost like King David in the Bible. King, If King David would have known all the adversity he was going to face when he became king, he'd have probably said, hey, don't sign me up for that, right? <laughs> but he had a mindset, okay? And he had a mindset of it's going to be a fight, so there's proper expectation. This ain't going to be easy. There's going to be tribulation in the world, right? It's going to be a fight, but we're going to find a way to win. It's going to be a fight, but we're going to win. That is a confident person. That's my mindset. During this whole thing, I haven't lost a bit of my confidence during this cycle. You know, what I've done is I come in every day with my team and I meet with my team. I kept my workout routine. I'm on the, on the eating, eating plan I need to be on, right? I'm in the best shape of my life. My mindset's as tough as it's ever been. My prey drive's as high as it's ever been. Now, what I got to do as the leader of this team is take my confidence and instill it in them and say, it's going to be a fight, but we're going to win. It's going Now, King David only got himself in trouble, Kevin, when he didn't go into battle. Like when he stayed home in old Bathsheba over there, he saw her bathing on the top of the roof. That's when he got himself in trouble because he wouldn't end the fight. Okay, that's the point is if he'd have gone into battle, that's when he was at his greatest. So his confidence was high. So when you think of confidence, the, the other definition I've been using of confidence, which is which is just mine. Is it is a distribution of your unique talent to the world with direct feedback from the world that that talent is valuable. Okay, this is a new definition I'm using. It's not in my book because I wrote the book several years ago, but it's like Kevin has a talent. He is distributing his talent to the world. The world is is telling him and rewarding him for the use of that talent through uh, love, recognition, appreciation, referrals, and even money. And the the world is saying, Kevin, you're good, man. Because of of that feedback he's getting, almost like the artist getting feedback from the audience. Like Olivia Newton, uh, John, they asked her what she did, did one, you know, for a living. And she said, I, I give them my music and they give me their love. There's an exchange. I give them my talent. They give me their love. And, and that's a beautiful exchange. Well, when that happens, your confidence just goes up and up and up because it's working. So, so I'm in the business of protecting people's confidence. So what I've tried to do is codify, it, turn it into a scientific formula. What is it? What erodes it? What builds it? How do you maintain it? How do you protect it? How do you get it back once you lose it? And that's really what my book uh, called Swag is all about. It's with everything going on, you know, confidence definitely is something I feel everyone can relate to. 
What would you maybe say to those that are in a small business that when something like this happens, it's very natural to want to kind of like contract, right? You're kind of like afraid to spend resources, whether that's financial, um, time investment. What would maybe be, what would, what would your coach advice be to a small business right now, how they can maybe take an op, like advantage of the opportunity that there is right now? Here's what I would say. Two things. Never retreat unless you're going to retreat to attack. Right. I'm okay. Like, like last week I had a big event, me, Tim story, Sharon Lecter. These are big time people. We went out to my lodge. We set it up. We're so excited. It looked beautiful. I called all 54 people that were going to be there. They all said they were coming. And then that night we got news that some of the speakers couldn't come. They're worried about airport shutting down. And, and I left there, Kevin, so discouraged and brokenhearted because we put so much effort into selling tickets to the event. The lodge looked beautiful now we got to push this event back. So I went down to, to my condo down in Nashville. My wife and I have a condo on the 38th floor down in Nashville. And I went down there with one pair of clothes. <laughs> this is funny. My wife was in Florida at our house in Florida. I went down there with one pair of clothes to stay one night, kind of lick my, lick, lick my wounds, right? And, and feel sorry for myself. And I stayed all weekend. I stayed Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. I had to wash my, I washed my same pair of clothes four times. And, uh, but here's the deal. I retreated. It wasn't a bad thing because when I retreated, I got all that out of my system. And I, and, I, and I thought about my business model and I studied what's working and what's not working. I came back with the plan. Here's how we're going to make it through this. Like I needed those couple of days to retreat. Okay. But what, so one option is if you're going to retreat right now, study your business model, figure out ways that it ain't working. Be thinking about how to recession proof your business. Be thinking about diversify, diversification, okay? Because right now, you may think lots of people are losing money, but people are making money. I bought stocks yesterday in two banks and a long-term healthcare company. Why? Because I think those stocks are going to come back, and I'm going to make a lot of money with those stocks. So, so you got to look at a coin. There's two sides to every coin. Are people going to lose money, lose their jobs right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a financial reality. But here's the problem. It's going to wake everybody up. To, you don't need just one flow of income. You need a diversification and you need to tr th be thinking about ways to create enough cash in your life that you can withstand these things, right? Like you can carry it during these periods. Take my short-term real estate right now. I own luxury real estate around the country. It's typically 10 to 15,000 a week to rent that real estate. And I'm having to refund people's money in the month of April. So I'm having to write checks for 15, 20, $30,000. If my coaching business wasn't as successful as it's been, right, and I didn't have enough excess cash left over, then, then I wouldn't be able to carry this during this period, okay? But look at my diversification. We've got my Monster Producer Coaching Program. We're about to release Monster Health, which I'm very excited about. We're about to release uh, Monster Publishing, Monster Marketing, right, Mo uh, Monster Real Estate. Like, this is diversification, which means if my if one business is not working well or I can't speak, it's okay because I got seven other ways I'm making money, and that's that's how kind of want how I want you thinking about it is this period of time will force us to say okay are we recession proof are we generating enough revenue what can we do right here so during this period the, the last thing I'll tell you is take more action don't contract contract means to to, to ball up and do nothing like be scared. Like, I'm just going to sit here and just hope it all, how fast can it get it right? No, no, no. We're making roughly 200 to 230 calls a day out of my office. 
I've done more Facebook lives, more podcasts, more social media, more Instagram, more everything. We call more of our customers. We, I mean, we, 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 we're pushing as hard as we can right now to produce the same revenue we produced last month and the last month. And I will tell you, my sales numbers are not off. It's, is it harder to sell something today than it was in? Maybe. Um, but, but we're trying to compensate by stimulation. Like we're not sitting there. We're not stagnant. We're actually expansion, expanding. And something that I've seen you do very well, you know, in person and even on stage is just how you acknowledge someone's talents. Like you're able to kind of talk with them very briefly and then in a short amount of time say, hey, here's, man, you're really good at this. Or here's, you know, you're really good at that. And that was something that you had shared with me. And then one of the reasons why I got to the point where I did a podcast and you're like, hey, you've got to get the reason why people don't know you is because you're not getting yourself out there enough. And that's where growth and proximity, you know, came together because I had a passion that I feel like we can learn so much from each other. And it was this revelation I had a few years back when I first got started onto this um, new journey that I'm on now that I'm like, wow, like when I first got, when I left the corporate world, it was like, I'm on my own, you know, in a corporate surrounding, man, you've got all kinds of resources. There's all kinds of people you can reach out. But as a person, as entrepreneur and a business owner, when you get out and you step off that ledge and you're like, okay, it's me. And now you're like, (laughs) man, the, the, how powerful it is to have a coach, to have a mentor, to, to be investing in yourself and as leaders to acknowledge our, our team and employees. Now you have an amazing team. I've, I've worked with a lot of them. I've talked with a lot of them. What would be maybe some of the things that you would suggest to business owners to maybe help fire up their team to kind of get them to get that confidence of like, Hey guys, like I, I know like, Hey, we're going to get out of this, but maybe they have a younger team. Some folks are maybe a little bit nervous or scared how can you kind of maybe get them, you know, ignited or passionate over these next couple of weeks until we get out of this? Well, one of the things I, you know, people that are watching this and they're interested in me doing a, <clears throat> a short pump up session for your team, I'm doing a lot of these, you know, right now, right now you can email, um, you know, Eric at coachbert.com and he can set you up for me to do. I'm doing a lot of these for teams because lots of people are working from home. They may need external motivation. The, the general person, the general American that's out there has not been conditioned and the reason they haven't been conditioned for toughness is they haven't gone through, you know, a lot of athletes go through conditioning, physical, mental, emotional. People go through the military, go through conditioning, right? Like, 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 like they, they don't have that toughness that they need. So uh, with my employees, what I'm trying to do is come in every day, stay on a routine, do not get out of our routine, right? Whether they work from home or work from the office to continue doing the same things that we've been doing, continue making the effort. But, but, but what you need is a stimulus because the average cat's going to get scared. They're going to worry about losing their job. They're going to spend all their time and energy worried about that. What they should be doing is taking more action. And so the leader sets the tone. The leader sets the expectation. The leader says, this is how we're going to do it, guys. Like I'm seeing some leaders separate from their teams during this period. And I'm like, I would never do that. I told my wife, like, next week is supposedly spring break, but now my daughter's, like, off, you know, for the rest of the year. So it's like spring break every week. And, and I told my wife, I'm like, man, my team needs me. We got we got to find a way. I'll, I'll schedule the date nights with our daughter. I'll schedule date nights with you. We'll make sure we get our family time in. But my team really needs me during this cycle to be the leader. And I need to get in there and stimulate, stimulate our economy. And I need to show them that, man, I'm willing to do anything to help us be successful because I don't want to lay anybody off. You know, my mindset is I don't want to lay good people off. I, I don't want people to lose their jobs. I don't want people. And they're depending on me. So I got two options, Kevin. I stay at home and go, man, hey, good luck to you guys. Okay, I got enough money. I'm going to make it through this, right? But, hey, you're out. No, that's not my mindset. My mindset is come in, stick on my routine, 
get in the gym with Jorge, stay on my plan, right? Keep pushing every single day and, and keep producing and show people that, that there's two sides to every coin. There's an optimistic side and a pessimistic side. And I'm always going to choose the optimistic side. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, love, I love following you on, on your social media. And I've seen you work on this routine, even with your daughter, having that structure and getting that routine and building that up at a, at a young age. And I know that you also have a program for kids. I'd love for you to talk and maybe share about that. Cause I feel like there's maybe a lot of parents right now, their kids are at home and they're like, we need to, we need to occupy them, but occupy them in a way that maybe will build them up. So I'd love to explain uh, for you to explain a little bit about your kids program too. Yeah. You know, because I was a high school basketball coach for a decade, what I really became good at was what I call inner engineering to the children or conditioning them for success. I had leadership academies, success academies, confidence academies, life after basketball. I wasn't teaching them as much business stuff as I would today if I was back there coaching because I know so much more about business. But but I did nothing with kids for 10 years. I mean, I pushed hard for 10 years. I coached kids. I worked 80 hours a week. And then for 10 years, I did nothing but coach adults. And my, my conscience kept telling me, you got to do something for kids, man. You were too good of a high school basketball coach not to do something for kids. You produced so many successful kids. So I actually went back and took all of the lessons and put it into workbooks, online academy. And that online academy you can get for, it's literally 97 bucks for it for a year. Okay. You can get an online academy for your kids to watch lessons on, on bounce back, confidence, uh, encouragement, how to lead a group, how to sell, how to produce money, how to, how to be a little business person. Like, like it's really all these lessons I would want my seven-year-old daughter to learn. And uh, so you can get that, right? Right. If you want to get that, just email eric at coachbert.com and you can get that for 97 bucks. Say, I want the Kids Academy. It's me breaking the lessons down into short segments. It's like 25 to 30 sessions in there. One is on grit. And right now what our country needs is grit. We need toughness. We, we don't need softness. We need mindset. We need energy. We need enthusiasm. We need vim and vigor. We need to get up and fight. And, uh, and, and a lot of people have, don't have that. So when do you need to give it to them? early in life, early in life. So you don't have to recondition people when they're 30 or 40 years old. And what's funny about that is we did have our daughter plan her schedule. You know, I map out my days every day. So we sit down at night and map out our next day, but she mapped out her schedule, what she was doing on the hour from seven to eight, eight to nine and nine to 10 and all these things. And um, the interesting thing is Kevin, she put four recesses in there. (laughs) I thought now, something ain't quite right about this. Like, like, do you have four recesses at school? And she's like, no daddy. And I'm like, well, why do you have four recesses in here? Right. She'd work a little bit and take a recess, work, take a recess. Uh, so I thought that was comical. Oh, that's awesome. You know, with your, with your kids program, and I know you have a uh, little, little monster on the way. So congratulations, little boy on the way. What would be the one, um, maybe one or two things that you would love for your kids long after, you know, we're gone that you think it's like, it's like an important principle for them. Like what would be like the thing you'd want your daughter and your son to really yeah. have? You know, I've thought a great deal about that. If I, if I could only give Ella Grace or a new son, we haven't got a name yet. Okay. We, I put it out there on Instagram. People have been sending me all kinds of names. It's been inter- interesting. Um, but, but if I could give my daughter one thing, what would that one thing be? You know, and I really think it would be, out of everything I could give her, it wouldn't be leadership. It wouldn't be my sales ability. It would really be my, my mental and emotional toughness. You know, if I could give her one thing, I would want to teach her how to thrive in a modern and competitive world. Okay. And, and, and how to, how to bounce back when she gets knocked down and how to, 
how to never let another person control her or her destiny or control her confidence. Like to me, it's the emotional toughness. The way I was raised by that single mom, and I text my mom today and I said, give me five lessons that you tried to instill in me as a kid. Cause I want to turn it into a, you know, I want to turn it into something I share with people because I don't know what all, all my mom did to raise me the way I, she did. But I remember she wouldn't let me miss a day of school. She wouldn't let me whine and complain. She made me dress up before I went out of the house. Right. Like, 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 you understand what I'm saying? Like I had to look like somebody, I had to get up in the morning. I had to show up every day. She wouldn't let me whine. Like all these things that I didn't necessarily like when I was a kid have actually turned out to be some of my greatest assets as an adult. And I really want to give my daughter that because the reality is my daughter has a much easier life than I did. And not that I didn't have what I wanted. It's just, I mean, my daughter gets to live in a big house and you know what I mean? And she gets to go on vacation to another house that we have. And she gets to go to the lodge that we own and she gets to ride in nice vehicles. And, you know, I don't want her to be soft and I don't want her to grow up in a world where she thinks it's going to be easy. I want her to grow up in a world. It's going to be a fight, but we're going to find a way to win, right? Like it ain't going to be easy. So I got to condition her for that. Awesome. Now I know a lot of people may have uh, some free time on their hands right now. I know you had mentioned about the seven habits of highly effective leadership outside of all your books, which I'm a big fan of and totally recommend any of them. What would be like the top three books you'd recommend that are like a must read in someone's like lifetime? What are the three books you would recommend? You know, that's a tough question because I read so much and uh, and there's so many good thought leaders out there. Maybe maybe let me give a habit that I want that I want people to do. I spend the weekend studying one person, meaning I take a book, I digest the book, I read the book, I may reread the book and then I may go watch every interview that that author did. And you can find almost anything on YouTube. Right. If you if you if you went to Coach Michael Burt on YouTube, you can find hundreds of videos. We're pumping out four to five videos a day right now on sessions, watching me coaching companies, watching me coach people. How do I sell? How do I attack? Now, so so the habit I would tell people is big time people spend their weekends restoring, rejuvenating, recreating. So when they come in on Monday, they're 10 times better than they were last week. So one of my habits is restore on the weekend, rejuvenate, but dig deep into one person's mindset. So I'll pick a person on the weekend, see if there's any documentaries about them see how many books they've written, watch all the interviews they've done. Then I grab that data and I come into Monday fresh, ready to go. And I got new data. Small time people use their weekends to escape, escape their lives that they don't want to live. Big time people use their weekends to come in so much stronger the next week. So the books I'm reading right now, uh, I'm reading um, the Encyclopedia of Wealth, which has like nine volumes, Think and Grow Rich, As a Man Thinketh, The Science of Getting Rich. It's all in one book. I'm rereading Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. I'm reading Flip the Script by Orrin Claff. I mean, I've got, what I do is I got books here in my office. I got books in my car. I got books at the house. I got books at the lodge. I got books in Florida. I got books at the condo. Everywhere I go, I never leave without books. Uh, And and people ship me books all the time too. So I get books from people. I I just got a book yesterday from uh, uh, the New York Yankees strength coach who's been following me which I thought was pretty cool. He was part of the 09 World Series and he follows me on Instagram. So he wrote a book and he sent it to me. And I thought, man, that's cool, man. You're, you're, you're a big time dude, but you're, you're, you're following my work. And, you know, it means a lot to me. So I get all kinds of gifts here at the Greatness Factory. And if you ever want to send me a gift, send me a book because that's my love language. I love that. Awesome. I, and coach, thank you so much for, for spending time, you know, with, uh, with me today and answering questions. I got kind of one last question for you. What is... Coach Burt's moonshot. What is your 
What is your big goal, your big focus that you have? What, um, a, you know? what a great question. And before I answer this, I want to tell you, you know, one thing I want to affirm in you is I think you are a true rising star in your industry, in the health industry. I think, you know, I think you have all the ingredients, all the tools, all the drive to go out there and really impact the world in a big way. So I'm having a lot of fun sitting back and watching you do your thing and, and, and go from a baby star to a big star. And, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing that because it's been very impressive. Um, my moonshot, I think is simple. It's simple, but it ain't easy, right? I, I spent about $100,000 a few years ago to design greatness factories. And uh, these are, these are unique destination locations that are, that are all over the world. So think of, you live in Columbus? Yes. Right? Yep. Columbus, Ohio. Think, think of when you make a decision to become great, when you want to be around like-minded people, when you want to go have some dynamic exchange, when you want to learn and grow, there's really nowhere for you to go. You go online, you go to a conference, right? So my vision to solve that problem is, is a concept called the Greatness Factory. And the Greatness Factory is a high-end industrial-like location that uh, is six to 10,000 square feet. It's got podcast studios, incubation rooms, gym, meditation spa, offices for rent, um, uh, uh, outdoor area overlooking the whole thing. And I, and I spent about $100,000 to design the first one. Now what I'm doing is I'm looking for the right place to put the first one. I think Nashville, Tennessee is going to be there, but my, my moonshot is being known for as the guy who created the Greatness Factory and the Greatness Factory for Kids. And the Greatness Factory for Kids would be where we inter-engineer kids to win body, mind, heart, spirit. We teach them how to thrive in a modern and competitive world. And, you know, it's a school. You know, it's not just a daycare or after school, but it literally becomes a school that people can send their kids to as a private or charter school. That would be my moonshot. Greatness factories in every city, every major city, greatness factory for kids all over the world. And I think that will probably be my legacy. I'll be no much more for that than, than just being a great coach. Yeah. I think you'll be known for both. So Good. Thank you. You are a great coach and I'm excited. I know you shared that with us almost a year ago and me and, and Christy were like, we got, we got to move Tennessee then. or or have one in columbus right yep or put one here because it's so true and i feel like after what is going right now what is going on right now in the economy in the world there's so many more jobs so many more positions so many people that are uh, i believe businesses are going to realize that hey we're renting out all this square footage we're we're paying this huge expense to have this so many people could be working from home we could be doing so much more stuff um you know, digitally through, you know, Zooms and different classrooms. And I tell you, once, once everyone gets home, man, sometimes you're working with your spouse and you're around each other so much, it'll be great to go to a greatness factory, you know, to, 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 to even get away. So I think that's the, the need for that is even going to be greater very, uh, very quickly. Well, you made, you, 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 you prompted me to, to, to make a note on that because, uh, you know, I, I don't ever want to lose that vision of the greatness factory. And I've actually got people interested now in being investors. I've got people that are more interested than they've ever been, you know, so that's a project that I got to, the next step is just do it. Just go for it and make it happen, man. That's to have a hundred. We need to have the first one. Right. I love it. Thank you so much coach for taking time. Now, how could someone, you know, if, if, they're like, man, I, I love, I love coach. I love you, coach. I, I need to get more into involved in self-development. There was a message that really touched and spoke to someone here today and they want to either follow you and get in contact with you. What is the best way to, to, to connect with you, coach? Yeah, I think if you want to follow a lot of my content, follow me on Instagram 
and search at Coach Michael Burt. It's it's Michael Burt, M-I-C-H-E-A-L, uh, B-U-R-T, or just say Coach Michael Burt, and you can most likely find me. YouTube has got hundreds of videos. We've got an incredible special right now going for my online academy to get Monster 1.0, my coaching program, at $49 a month, uh, which includes a Monday call with me. You know, every Monday I do a 4.30 call with everybody in there. So we're having a lot of people take action on that. 49 bucks a month gives you the monster growth system. You get in there and get trained every day by me. Plus you get a Monday live session with me. And to me, four, four sessions a month is worth the 49 bucks. So you can go to my website, click on Monster Growth Academy, or again, email Eric at coachbert.com. And he can help you with any of these things. You want me to be your coach? You want to be in my coaching program? You want the online academy? Like, like email Eric at coachbert.com and we would love to help you. Uh, help you in some way be your coach. And I, I, I believe we can help you at a higher frequency. Awesome. Thank you so much, coach guys. Definitely go check him out on YouTube. Tons of valuable content and videos there. Make sure you click the subscribe button because coach is always constantly putting new videos up. Also Instagram, make sure you're following him, his stories, his posts, everything is uh, very inspiring. A lot of great tips and nuggets in there and his academy. Uh, I'm a part of that. What I love about it is being able to have access to all this content that I can use when when the time allows, but also the fact that Coach has that availability on Monday to where, man, there's just this one question that is like the hurdle for me. Being able to ask that and be able to connect with you and kind of get over that that hump is huge. And I think that's one of the things that you do um, better than anyone, especially with these retreats. You know, not only do you share this content, your talents and, and ability with everyone, but you're you set up circumstances for people to be able to come see you, to be able to connect with you. And if there's that one thing, that one missing piece when it comes to confidence, their swag, um, missing business structure, they're able to ask that question to you. And it's like, man, it's like a trigger. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you, man, for being so positive. Thank you for including me in everything and, 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 and keep pursuing, right? Keep pursuing greatness, keep pursuing health, and keep getting growth and proximity to big-time people. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thanks, friends, for joining me on another episode of Growth in Proximity. If you found value out of this episode or enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or family member so that they can enjoy it as well. And if you were someone that was invited to this podcast or this episode, welcome. And thank you for joining me today on Growth in Proximity. Proximity.